gente que aquí están luchando presente política comida cultura comunidad así seguimos no vamos a parar mira los mira 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 los mira 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 los mira 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 so uh, welcome to the show I am Peter J and uh, my co-host today finally finally her grace is here joining me in the studio because usually Carla doesn't come in she's just like the the producer uh, slash you should do this PETA and then I'll do the graphic and here you go PETA I don't ever see you PETA I don't like her that's why (laughs) (laughs) introduce yourself who are you Uh, my name is Carla Chavarria. Chavarria. Um, the first, the first podcast we did, the first like five podcasts <laughs> we did, she kept saying my last name wrong, <laughs> and I had to like spell it out for her. Oh my <laughs> god! What was I saying? Oh no, some random uh, stuff. Chavarria. 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 Oh Carla Chavarria. <laughs> she said it with like such enthusiasm too. We have Carla Chavarria. <laughs> and Carla, you you should introduce the guests since we're this whole show is just gonna be about you guys. Oh my goodness. Okay, so now we have to my left, stage right, <laughs> um, Chela Chelinski. Chelinski. Is that how you um, say it? Yeah, Chela Chelinski. Chela Chelinski. Uh, and then we have Gio Aviles. Yes. They're amazing. Yeah, they are amazing. And because they're so amazing, uh, we had to have them in the studio to talk about uh, this really cool show that you have coming up. But overall, just talk about uh, brown women in Las Artes. Uh, we've seen a lot of it now, which is great. But I think for a really long time, we didn't. Uh, so talk to me about what type of art that you that you do. What is what is your style? What is it that you, you know, is it is it graphic design? Is it pencil? Is it that, you know, you paint nude people? Because if you do, I always want to. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, I'm going to sign up. I've done that. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Peter's like, I'm so excited for this. I'm going to sign up. Wait, Chela, are you going to paint me like one of your French girls? One of my Mexican girls. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ya viste. I know. (laughs) Pues sí, yo, comenzamos contigo. ¿Qué onda? Well, I I guess it's more like I'm a multimedia artist um, because I I do like to do fashion and I think fashion was my first love and it continues to be my first love. But I decided that I wanted to also play around with other things. So it is fashion mixed with I guess live models um, it's not necessarily a runway and I like for my models to tell the story of what I'm trying to portray so that's basically what I have going on uh, this show and the previous show that I had uh, although I've used to, I used to do uh, things with recycled materials I no longer I'm not doing that right now. Um, actually, the garments are textile, and then the headpieces I'm, I made out of wire and thread. So I'm very, very excited for that. So I read a little bit about you on this, which is crazy, you know, because you just, you, you know your friends, mm-hmm. and I've always known that you're dope. But I was reading this really cool article that uh, La Finiquera, which is a local uh, uh, a boyfriend and a girlfriend here that started their own magazine. It's really been really great. Uh, 
but he wrote an extensive article mm. about you, and I got to learn a lot of cool things about you and a little bit more about your history. And uh, is that a little bit of the influence you coming from Mexico and your whole experience with your family being undocumented at a certain point in your life uh, with the type of art that you have, the type of visual visuals that you have with the passion and emotion that goes into everything that you do whether it's a dress or whatever it is that you're doing mm -hmm. yeah i mean i feel like i and i already expressed this with uh chela and carla and another girl that's also part of the show gloria that i f we all connected because we i I'm, i at one point was undocumented i am now a resident Uh, but we all had that story because for the longest time, I think for like 22 years, I was undocumented. So I feel like it was important for all of us to tell that story and to continue to tell it from the people that have actually lived that story. Um, and on top of that, in the article that Ayo wrote, which he is one of the writers for La Finiquera, I really, I think he really captured what I've been, what I wanted to show in this show, which is women of color, specifically darker women of color, because I feel for the longest time growing up, I felt very insecure about the color of my skin because everybody around me, my cousins, everybody used to be lighter, and I always got compared to everybody because I was a darker skinned girl. So I decided that all the models that I'm having in this show, I wanted them to be of a darker skin tone and specifically be obviously women of color. That's so crazy. So this movie that I'm working on, we did all these interviews and I had never, you know, there was like really big uh, genres and characters and race and, and gender, but the whole colorism happened mm -hmm. too. And I was so unaware of that, that people have also have that feeling of discrimination mm -hmm. because of the color of their skin and how hard it is. One of the guys talks about how he always felt he's the light one and his brother, his younger brother is the dark one. And he always felt like he had to be so nice to his brother because people were so mean to him because he was dark. He was a dark skinned Mexican. Oh my God. And I'm just like thinking like, my God, I love being, I love being Chocolatita. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I had never felt that way, but then some people really do. Oh. And maybe it's the surroundings, right? Of where yeah. you are. You said it's it was even your family. I, yeah, I feel, well, I mean, here in, in Arizona, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, if there's Mexican people, they come from the northern part of Mexico, which is like Sonora, and they tend to be lighter skin, uh, of lighter skin tone. But my cousins growing up, they were all, lighter skin uh light eye light colored eyes like light brown eyes and like in the article said i always wanted to be john benet ramsey that little girl that even though she like died or whatever i wanted to <laughs> I be her say, right? why, why you want to be a dead little white girl i know but because <laughs> every time i remember like vividly going to the store and she would always be on the newspapers and my parents being wow she was so pretty wow she was this and i never heard my parents say that about me when i was growing up so And I my, I have actually had this conversation with my mom last year and she was crying because I told her, I, I feel like I need to get it out of my chest that you really hurt and you really influenced the way that I grew up hating myself. Wow. Because I don't think she was doing it in a mean way, but I just think that things that she would say about like, look at my, nie my nieces, they're so beautiful. And it's like, wow, are you ever gonna say that about your daughter? Because I've never heard you say that about me. Um, And now I've overcome, I've over, like surpassed that, and I feel like obviously it it's, it is like an act of revolution to love yourself for the way that 
you are and the way that you look but growing up it was it was something that it was a a battle that i i definitely felt like it, it was a little tough especially with with just my family in general because i remember one time uh, we were playing all of us all of our cousins and i remember this little kid who was black um african-american he came up to us and he was like oh are you guys like family members and we're like oh yeah and, and he's like all of you guys look alike but not her which was me and i was like oh this was probably like the third or fourth time that that had happened to me and i'm like what is wrong with me why don't i look like my family why am i not like my every growing up it's like you don't look like your mom you don't look like this person you look like this person mm -hmm. and it's like why is it why are my looks so important to people you know yeah so now curating this whole you're just gonna see all these beautiful dark-skinned women darker skinned women that, that's what i i wanted to um i feel like it's important because i feel like we obviously in this world don't get a lot of love you know dang yeah. you know what i didn't i didn't look like my mom when i was growing up either because she has curly curly hair <laughs> so i made my mom when i was like three four years old give me a perm <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so when uh, we throw a picture of no, oh my God, uh, uh, we, we will throw it in there. Uh, so when I was in high school, you know how they give those dedication pages, yeah, that they dedicate? Oh, yeah. and then mi mamá puso la foto of when I was like in my, with my with my perm, oh. and everybody was like, "Dude, you do not have curly hair. Who is that little kid?" And I was like, "Oh, that's me with my perm." Because <laughs> I wanted to look like my mom, but it's those little things, right? Yeah. It's just like, why don't I look like you? Why don't I have hair like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but any, what about you, Chela? What do you tell us a little bit about what type of art you're curating? I mean, you do everything, and it's so beautiful because you just see all the the passion and the love and every little Aww, line uh, in in each one of your drawings. And we'll put some of those up on our Mira Listen page too. Yeah. Well, um, I started working with acrylic and then oil acrylics as well but um for a while it just seemed like the the medium just seemed so heavy and i just it just felt like a lot of work for me i mean i would do a piece or a nonprofit needed um a piece for me or so i, I would donate it um and so it just felt so like work a lot of hard work so i would work on the piece but then after that like they would tell me to do another one and i would drag it like i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> but but then um so i stopped drawing for a while i uh, painting and then um it was in 2014 when I started, I don't, I don't know how to even go about this, but I had, I was seeing people and I was like, I can draw them. Like all of a sudden, the way I was seeing, like my vision literally changed the way I was looking at people. Wow. And so I was paying attention to um, shadows a lot and... And once I started realizing that in my head, I'm like, I, I'm starting to notice lines, like the the shadows, everything, the hair. And so I would look at my mom or I would look at my friends and I, in my head, I'm like, oh, I can draw them. I'm gonna try this. So um, at the time I was not working, I 
my DACA had been denied and uh, I had reapplied and I wanted to start working and my mom was like, no, 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 te pongas a trabajar. She's all like, cause you know something might happen or Paul's doing the raids and mm -hmm. just like, don't worry, we'll take care of each other. A uno nos a veces nos toca cuidarnos a otros y así, no? So That's I was, so sweet. Yeah, my, my mom is the best and I love her so much. Mm -hmm. Shout out and to Chela's mom. Yes. yes. You all gonna meet her on Saturday. Yeah. She's gonna go Saturday. to the show. So you all are gonna see the love I come from. Aww. Aww. Yeah, and I then, love her so much. And then tell us a little bit about your background. Like you, you always drew when you were a little kid. Like how does you know? Because some kids know what you're. Yeah. You know, you see, you meet some little kids, and you're like, that kid's gonna be that kid. Yeah, and you know, and that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I had not paid attention to that till uh, Nubia from La Finegera uh, interviewed me where I go back till I was eight years old and for book reports, I would always draw something and there was, I forget the uh, titles of the name, but there was this uh, books that would call Ramona something. Oh and my God. Do you remember I, those? Oh my God, because <laughs> in Espanol, no? Si. And so, and so then, um, so is it a little girl? So, yes. Yeah. So this I know what you're talking about too. Yeah. I know Ramona. Yeah. I used to kick it with her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just I, I I know exactly Ramona yeah. the books. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. So um, I started drawing and I would do the reports and I would turn them in with the with the drawings and then the teacher would be like, I you know like she would literally tell the whole class like this is a really good report and look at the little drawing that she did. So. It, some kids would be like, you didn't draw that. You traced it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So it, to me, it was like to prove a point. Like I am drawing them. Like I'm looking at them and drawing them. Like I'm not tracing them. You, would you, you live paint like outside in like the the schoolyard <laughs> just no, so people could like? <laughs> <laughs> I would do live paintings outside yeah. the class. <laughs> I remember back in the day when everybody used to trace. That oh yeah, thing, huh? that was the thing. <laughs> that's why. That's when everybody yeah, was so, accusing you. So here I am, an eight year old who doesn't even know how to speak well I I English or write it well, but. I was drawing already and I wanted at least for that to come out right. Wow. Yeah, that was your way of expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, so then uh, I went to Cartwright School uh, District. Cartwright. Yeah, 51st and Thomas, 51st <laughs> Avenue and Thomas. So there was the teacher uh, had the, the art teacher had the mustache of uh, Salvador Dali. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Dali. And, and so all this time, like, art has been present in my life. It's just that I, it was never a home thing. It was like, I had PE, I had, I had art social studies you know everything science but it was never something that i would that i would take home or i knew frida or diego or they did all this stuff it was just like it was part of school and i never even thought about going to art school or anything like that um so so yeah i would i would for every report i would draw like i think my mom still has that report the martin luther king report I did, and it was a portrait of him, and it was just color pencils and pen and pencil. Um, but for everything, that's a collector's item. I know, right? <laughs> that's a 
connectors at him now. That's what yeah, Chella's mom knew. She was like, oh, I'm keeping this for later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, so yeah, I, I started drawing and I saw Bob Ross on, on oh, PBS too. And, and then at home, this is what I was telling um, Nuvia as well, that at home, the things that I would see because uh, it, I grew up on the West Side, Fuck life. <laughs> My uncles influenced me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, old English letters. Mm -hmm. the, oh my God. Remember the, that S? That yes. S. That S. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. is, and the, was there ever a name to that S? I don't think no. Just call that S. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know how to make that S? I know how to make that S. <laughs> I felt so cool when I started. I know, doing me too. It's like, ah, oh, I can call And then it the, the bubble letters too. Oh, oh the bubble yeah. letters. Yeah. So, and I would see also the, the lowrider magazines. So that influenced me a lot because in the past, like it wasn't just the lowrider magazine and and um, and cars, and it was actually you would draw something a lowrider and you would submit it, and then a series would come like every month. They would come up with a new a new uh, lowrider magazine, and in that magazine it was different artists, but everything was lowrider cursive. Yeah, no, women. I remember those. My brother had a lot of lowrider yeah. uh, magazines. You know, that's crazy because, like, think about all these Latino kids that were, you know, in the west side here in Phoenix or in mm -hmm. the south side, any part, um, that were drawing. I remember my brother was really good at drawing because of the lowrider magazines. Yeah, because of the lowrider magazines. And, then, and nothing ever happened. Like, we've not... Like, I don't know, maybe now we are, but maybe in the 90s that that wasn't happening when we were really inspiring. Like, hey, do you want to be an artist? Like, that's really dope. Yeah, Can you imagine yeah. all the artists out there yeah. that uh, never really did anything with their art? Which yeah. is, a, it's a really privileged, yeah. you know, type of career yeah. uh, to be able to live off of your art and do what you love as an artist. That's why I love La Locota's work a lot, because it just takes me back to my childhood. Like he's he does the lowriders and everything, but I'm just thinking, like it just brings sentiment to me because of that reason. It just reminds me of my childhood and growing up with my uncles and seeing them like also like get tattoos. Mm -hmm. um, you, they yeah. drew their tattoos. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about Bob Ross. Like that is crazy that you were just watching a dude paint. Like oh, that is he was so mesmerizing though yeah. because of the way that he would yeah. like describe things and like it made me feel good when I was younger because he'd be like, "There's never no mistakes." Oh. And then he would, oh. It's you know, true. And he would always be like, "Oh, I guess that's a bird now." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also the way he would use that brush, and yeah. then he would and like, he would, "Oh my god, that <laughs> was my favorite. Favorite. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's just a dude painting. I like know. that's not very exciting. But the fact it's that he that had, had yeah. that many people that love, like whoever you are, you're brown, light brown, dark brown, <laughs> light skin, <laughs> white. Everybody Whoever knows Bob Ross. Bob Ross and is a fan, right? Like yeah. how many people are, are him for Halloween? Every year, right? There's like, you're I've, like, oh my God, you're I Ross? tried. Yeah. <laughs> I <did> it. <laughs> well, maybe if Peter gets her perm again, she should do it. Right? But let's talk about the, the your guys' show that you have. And, you know, I've seen you guys at your meetings and it's really dope because you have all these mujeres artists and and, you know, what happened that you were, like, wanting to create a show with so many dynamics and so many different artists, too? Because all of you guys do something different. Mm -hmm. 
completely different, which is awesome. Well, actually, I met Gloria working with another artist that um, they had brought to do a residency, Betsabel Romero, and I met her through there in April, I think, April or May. Yeah, it was April. And then she, after one of the meetings, we just kind of talked for hours, and then she said, do you know Carla? And I was like, everybody knows Carla. Who doesn't know Carla? The CrossFitter? Yeah. I, I didn't know Carla. Oh, right. And everybody was talking about Carla to me. <laughs> that's um, just crazy, Chela. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, and, I didn't know. Yeah, so it was, it was crazy to... And now I understand why people were telling me, like, you need to meet her. You need to mm -hmm. meet her. And she's just amazing. I said she's, Chela, like, she's like a ball emails. of energy. And she motivates me a lot. <laughs> she's she's just badass. No, nah, but I sent Chela, like, nah. 50 emails. Yeah. <laughs> 50 emails. And she did not reply to any of my emails. And I was like, wow. I guess she really does not like me. Oh. I haven't even met her. But then I realized that she has a problem with emails. Like, she does not. Yes, I don't check my emails. emails. I don't read my emails. Even though I can't even, like, go. They pop up on her phone. Oh, <laughs> and, no, no. I ignore my emails. It's like, call me, dude. <laughs> or yeah. text me yeah. like something more like más directo no uh -huh. you know emails are to me it's just like if you work for a company or you work for like <laughs> something like like that you know something boring yeah, yeah. it's like but uh chela was talking i mean Gio was talking about <laughs> oh yeah well that's how we connected with carla and gloria myself um and we ended up meeting with carla and then we decided with we should have a show because we all share the story and we all do this art and I feel like we need to represent we put we need to put ourselves out there and then we just we were thinking maybe we, we need to tell somebody else and then we said Chela I mean she's amazing she's great and we told her and then all of a sudden we the four of us came together and I think it and probably like in May right May June so w tell yeah, me around there, around there, yeah. I don't know but so the name of the show is called Las Fronteras nos dividan, pero el arte nos une. Okay. Y, so, tell me a little bit about, like, this show and, like, what's going to happen. Like, what is everybody's role? So, so this show is a collaboration between us four, which is Chela, Gio, Gloria, and myself. And pretty much we wanted to sort of, like, share how art has allowed us to sort of heal from whatever you know stuff you know things that had happened in our lives uh whether it was like body image or whether it was like being undocumented like status or whatever it was that we were sort of like caring um art was something that we always sort of like referred back to and so <clears throat> this show is all about sort of sh showcasing that um and we're gonna do a collab piece which i'm really excited about because I've never done a collab piece. So I'm really scared. <laughs> so what is a collab exciting. piece? So people that don't know. Well, we're trying to have it. Yes. By, it's gonna no, it's going to happen. By this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but maybe for the closing. Yeah, most likely for the closing. But so what, what, what so will it'll it be? be a surprise. Oh, it's a surprise. It's a yeah, surprise. yeah. So it, it pretty much all you guys are going to input a little bit of your art into this piece. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm super... 
excited because yeah. you know, I'm, I'm gonna guys, be all, again you guys do some uh, Carla does graphic design Chela does a lot of uh, illustrations uh, illustrations and drawings and then Gio does a lot of like fashion, fashion. And, and clothes and, and presentation yeah Um. so and then Gloria does let's not leave her out either Uh, fiber arts so okay but then she also does painting I think she has a she, few painting okay and then she's also going to be a part of the collab pe- yes. big piece oh. at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, for the, for the collab piece, I'm going to be working on a lino cut. A cut. So that's going to be a little different for me. Hint, hint of what it's going to, what it might be. It's a lino cut. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all you got. That's my head, okay. And then you know, before we we're done, and to before we wrap it up, you know, so, what's a way that we can get more Latinos to do art? You know, like even like young people. I always tell my, uh, you know, my my brother, my niece was like, I want to be a makeup artist, and he was just like, oh, you know, pushing her to do something else. And I'm just like, dude, if that's what she wants to do, like if that makes you happy, right? Like if somebody's gonna pay you money for something that you would do for free, like that bring so much joy to your life uh but i think that still as latinos we have these things like oh you're gonna be a writer <laughs> you know or you're gonna yeah. you, vas a pintar, or you're gonna do makeup you know and I, I had to really sit with my brother and both my niece and be like hey if this is what you really want to do you got to prove it right like yeah. go volunteer go look for opportunities join up with some girls that are already doing makeup right and and make sure that that's really what you want to do and if that's what you really want to do we're here to support you and if that's not what you want to do oh. then you figure it out that you don't want to do that right so i just feel like sometimes we're not as supportive as we should be to the youth that are really wanting to get into art who want to be a poet who want to draw you know who want to design dresses but where do you go for that i feel that there's actually everybody in my house is an artist um and i feel like it's because my parents never said no to whatever it is that we've every time i mean when I told my dad I want to be a fashion designer at 14, he got me a drawing table and he got me a mannequin and he was like, go to town and do whatever you want to do. When my brother was 16, he said, I think maybe I want to try um, being a tattoo artist. He got him an internship with this tattoo guy that he knew and he got him a tattoo machine. And now my brother is, I think he's pretty recognized. Um, I'm always Andrew's sister in Phoenix um, because that's who my brother You're is. You're that girl. You're I'm that, that guy's girl. sister. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he's tattooed like NBA players. He's tattooed rap artists. He's uh, my little brother is also a painter and he's had quite a few shows. He's pretty amazing. Oh, my little brother is. I I think that my little brother sucked all work. the creative. Because I think like all the creative ended up going to him. Maybe Andrick is very 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 good and. At what he does but Kevin is just incredibly creative and my little sister um, is now learning to edit because she wants to make videos and I will say that is what, exactly what you said you should not like try to um, limit put, yeah limit people or limit children or limit anybody because I I will say that my parents had a, a big thing on me being who I am and what I do because they with the way that they are with me, I honestly, I, I feel like we could fly at our house because there's no limit. Vuela, vuela, vuela. <laughs> okay, no voy a cantar, pues. Hey, 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 hey. You gotta buy me a drink before I sit. <laughs> y tú, Chela, ¿qué piensas? Tú eres tan romántica y una poeta. Like, I, ¿qué, ¿qué piensas de eso? So, um, me growing up, I, it was the total opposite. Like, it was more like, go study... 
study, 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 go to school, go to college, all this stuff, right? Um, but it's ne- it was never art. It was never something that I even thought about going to. Be a lawyer, be a nurse. Yeah, or be a teacher, you know, like things like that. Well, teachers are dope. <clears throat> yeah, they teachers are. Teachers are dope. But I could never teach a class. I don't think, not even now, I can't even imagine. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was something also that at some point I pushed away. I didn't want to draw. I didn't want my mom to tell any of her comadres to th- that I knew how to draw. <laughs> she would show me off. She's like, ay, enseñale. My, my tías would come over to the house. Enseñale lo que hiciste, está bien bonito. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, no, mom. Why do you always have to tell everybody what I'm doing? So I stopped. I'm like, I don't know how to draw. Forget about it. No. So then I started uh, writing, too. And um, so, yeah, poetry, drawing has always been very consistent in my life. And some, and even when I tried not to do it, for some reason, it was like, volví otra vez a hacerlo. Like, it was something that was very consistent in my life. So I decided just to not reject it anymore and just embrace it and surrender to it. There you go. I think that's really good that you're, what you're saying right there. Yeah, it, don't it, let it go. Embrace it. Yeah, and know? also pay attention. Paying attention to the things like now, um, like Peter was saying. Also, uh, if you want to do something, like do it, do whatever you want. But also pay attention to to the things that are ha, are always there on your path. And art has yes, always been there. Exactly. And it's barely now that I'm really enjoying it and loving it. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all, I think it all takes a while even for you to feel like, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at this. Yeah, and it all started also not because I wanted to have shows or I wanted to, yeah, to have it published or anything. It was more like it was helping me go, go through some sort of sadness and, and pain regarding my status in this country. And so that's when I decided to be good at something and if i was gonna be good at something it was gonna be on my own terms not um waiting on a degree or this country telling me that i'm good at something i wanted to prove to myself that i could make something of myself without needing anything else Mm -hmm. and so um yeah so it it helped me it was like therapy and and still is I, fr- I really enjoy it. Our friend Maxie today posted something on her Facebook that I really loved. And it just sounds, you know, what you were saying that she was posting about her. Her It was another amazing uh, brown woman doing dope ass shit. She's Zai. one of the models. Okay. Yes. There you go. She's I. She's I. <laughs> She's Carla's uh, <laughs> business partner. And they have an apparel line called Ganas. And it's for fitness and all this stuff. And, you know, it talked about how if there's anything, because everything that's happening with DACA, right? now all over the country uh, that one thing that the government has no control is how you know how her body is strong and her mind is strong and yeah. that's true right like they have no control of your creativeness and who you are our and what joy you our do. happiness how we decide to wake up every day in the morning go to work you know like hang out regardless of anything we still go out and dance and you know it's like we keep we keep our, la- our ourselves motivated and inspired like nobody else does that but us so we need to keep 
ourselves uplifted and also give ourselves credit for not giving up. How do you influence a new generation when it comes to art? You know, how Gio and Chana were talking about just like their homes. I think a lot has to do with who, you know, what you see like at your house, like around your house. Um, but I think it also has a lot to do with you because um, like Maxi said, and like Chela said and, and Gio, it's a lot of going for after what you want to do no matter what, you know, and I and I hate Nike because they have the best slogan ever, which is like, just do it. And for me, like, it's just you just have to do it. Like, you can't be scared of like, you know, failing. You can't be scared of like not being good enough. You know, you have to, you know make yourself do things and put yourself in situations where you might fail but so what if you fail you know what i mean and you know and if you're in that situation you know 50 percent chance you're gonna fail 50 percent chance you're gonna win and if you end up winning then you know you won and so for me it's like anything that you want to do whether it's art whether it's you know uh, going to school whether it's going you know doing whatever lifting lifting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know sort of like sinking your mind and your body to be able to you know function however you want to function and so for me it's, yeah. it's, it's just that and I think failing is like everybody has a different definition of what failing is right like I think like have I failed or am I not just trying hard enough like I just got to keep hustling and hustling and hustling like that wasn't a fail that was just like I got to go and try harder the next time and then sometimes you get tired, but that's like the process. You mm -hmm. have to enjoy the journey. You have to enjoy being tired. Yeah, and not giving up. Like, I have my first sketch where, like, for the longest time, I avoided drawing people. So it was my stuff were more abstract or things. And so just random things. But anyway, so um, the first sketch I did of of a person is like nothing compared to what i do now and i'm doing bigger pieces which is pretty awesome for the for the new sh for the show that we're gonna be having um but yeah just imagine if i wouldn't have if i would have drawn that first sketch and been like i suck mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna be able to do this forget it i'm not even gonna try and keep working on getting better but if the if you already have an idea and there's something already there that's motivating you just keep trying it, eventually you'll see that progress happen and you'll be where you need to be like whether it's lifting fashion design like you can't compare your work now with oh when God, you were 14 God. you know but it's that idea <laughs> that that whole idea that little thing that just happens inside of you that keeps motivating you to keep doing better and like you say it for me it's something that it continuously came up because i wanted to give it up maybe two times and it came back up the opportunity somebody was like what if you do this or can you do this for me and then i fell in love with the yeah, process and not, again. not being afraid of saying oh, yes yes yeah let's let's do it let's collaborate yes. it's whether, meant to be yeah whether whether you're doubting that you're gonna do good it's that step that you take when you say 
Yeah. Is it like an ex-lover that just keeps coming back and yeah, they just keeps bringing like you back? It. And they're like, dang, I just need to date this person. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But it's so good now. Oh. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm we're gonna, like, we're gonna leave it at that so now. So good. That is so, so, so good. Hey, so <laughs> where can we find a lot of your stuff? So, you know, people aren't able to go to a show. The show's gonna be here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but, you know, we'll, this podcast will probably come out afterwards. But uh, I still want to highlight a lot of the cool things that you're doing whether it's your social media or you have a web page of how people can find your stuff how can they buy your stuff how can they book you Ooh. I know I'm giving all kinds I of promotional know, ideas here <laughs> right <laughs> uh, well me is just uh, you can find me on Facebook which is my name Giovanna Viles or you can find me on Instagram is that where you got your stuff yes okay and Some you Chela uh, you can find me on Instagram at chelinski.art and I have all my stuff there. Um, hit me up for collaborations or for illustrations for your book if you're a writer. Oh, yeah. Or a filmmaker. And, and for a drink. <laughs> for a drink, you can find her. And you can find her on Tinder, too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't you, need that. Oh. And then, uh, oh, uh, game strong, huh? Strong game, strong game. Strong. A little bit. <laughs> and you, Carla Chavarria? Um, uh, you're on Bumble. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Hold on, what's that app? Yeah, uh, CarlaChavarria.com, and then you can just search me up. Google me. Yeah, no, <laughs> she. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, I'm Googleable. I'm Googleable. No, she's like Googleable. S S E O type of thing. My S E O is pretty high. Guys. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I'm Peter J, and you can find everything on Mira Listen at Mira Listen on Twitter, and of course on Facebook. We're going to be posting this uh, this show, and then uh, you can email us too at Mira Listen at gmail.com. and we want to keep talking to really interesting, dope ass people who are doing cool things. Um, you know, this is a for Latinos by Latinos type of show but you don't have to be Latino if you you know if you're dope oh Carla's giving me the nod like maybe you do nah uh, nah <laughs> no we don't want to discriminate yeah black and brown people color whatever hey Chela's really light skin and we're talking about colorism here okay no, but you know what it has nothing to do sometimes with the color of your skin it has to do with the way you think Okay, well, if you are a great thinker. So that, <laughs> so that changes everything. You can be black and still be hella white. Uh, and you can be brown and you because you still be hella racist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for anything, true. Mira, listen, and if you're a great thinker, how Chela says, you could reach us at all of our social media. Uh, we're there. And uh, hopefully you uh, share this podcast. Woo-woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This episode was produced by Carla Chavarria, co-hosted by Peter J. and Labrie. Our theme song is composed by Cindy La Salva Roreña. And thank you to Sun Strategies for sponsorship. Also, Radio Phoenix, where we record every episode here in Phoenix, Arizona. For everything Mira Listen, find us at Mira Listen.